the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred, but we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles, of course, on missionamerica.com, but also at the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at lifesitenews.com, on wnd.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out our school corruption and propaganda calendar, and you can learn more about that right on our website at missionamerica.com. Today we are going to, because it is, of course, as you probably noticed, an election season, we're going to talk to one of our favorite Ohio lawmakers, Ohio Representative Republican Candace Keller. She is a member of the Ohio House of Representatives representing District 53, and she also happens to be running for election to the Ohio State Senate to represent Ohio Senate District Uh, Candy is a graduate of Miami University. We are both fellow alums of Miami. She has a degree in journalism, and she runs a large pro-life pregnancy center where uh, she's been uh, doing that for 12 years. They see nearly 1,000 girls annually in their work of saving babies, raising $300,000 a year with a staff of over 30. She's been in the legislature since 2016, and she was the co-sponsor of the Heartbeat Bill, which passed finally in April of last year. Um, She's introduced the Stand Your Ground Bill, No Sanctuary City Bill, Tax Credit for Firefighters, and Life at Conception Bills. And she's been married to her husband, Kent, for 42 years. They have two sons and eight grandchildren. I don't know why you have time to even talk to me, Candy. This is this is way, way more than anybody can actually do. Welcome to Mission America Radio. 
Thank you. I'm really happy to be with you today. Well, you are a very accomplished person, and I'm so grateful that you're on our show. So, you know, let's go back to a little bit of the issue of um, we'll set the table first and talk about, you know, you were already in the pro-life pregnancy center issue. Why did you decide to become a legislator and become a lawmaker and take that new direction in your life? Well, you know, people used to tell me all the time they they thought I should run for public office, and I would get I would actually get mad at them when they would say that to me <laughs> because I would think I'm never, never running for public office. Um, but as you know, in Ohio, we have term limits, and there was an open seat. It was an opportunity, and I thought, well, maybe I can do this, and maybe I can actually put forth some legislation that's going to be beneficial to the people of my district. So uh, we took a trip to San Diego, and I told my husband, I said, we need to decide if we're going to do this or not. And while we were gone, we, my husband really wanted me to run. And so we came back. We ran a very aggressive campaign, actually, against the party endorsement. Our party here locally is rather moderate, and I am a conservative, which the district is quite conservative. So I feel like I represent the people pretty good. Um, and then, you know, we uh, miraculously, we were really, really – underrated and we were um, underestimated, I should say. And we we won. We won really big. So the Lord helped us and um, the church came out and voted and we worked hard on a pro-life platform and it worked. That's great. And so, okay, then now you have made the, the decision and I think it's because there's, again, it's a term limits issue that the Senate seat in your area is open that you're running for the Senate. Um, t- you know, tell us about that. Well, again, it's an open seat, and, you know, you have to run when the opportunity comes. But, you know, oddly enough, I remember the day I won my seat in the House, uh, the primary, the primary, uh, we were, you know, exhausted, obviously. And I looked at my husband, and I said, I'm going to run for the Senate in four years. And he said, honey, you haven't even gotten into the House yet. And I said, I know, but I can tell you that I feel like I need to run for the Senate when the time comes, because I knew that I would work really hard and I knew that I would not be swayed by the establishment. And I knew that in the Senate, I could be just as effective. So there was no hesitation at all about running for the Senate seat. Well, that's fantastic because, um, you know, I go back and forth and work down at the state house on various bills and get involved or not involved, um, as the time, you know, the time allows. And, um, the Senate is notoriously more liberal. I mean, they are there. Yes. And so we need strong conservatives in the Senate. So I am so glad that you are you are um, doing that. Do you want to talk at all about the party and your opposition or what, what do you think? I mean, do you think that's a good thing to do or do you want to mention Well, that? you know, we never uh, I'm kind of like Michael Phelps in the Olympics. I never look at my opponents. We always just simply look at the finish line. I never looked to the right or left. I always it, did, it didn't matter to me who ran against me. I knew that I would we would run, you know, super hard no matter who it was or how much money they had. So, um, my opponent is uh, well, I have two opponents in the Senate race. My one of my opponents, George Lang, is a man who was indicted on federal charges of perjury by the FBI back in 2009, and I don't think that uh, his standing in the community is ranks with what the people of this district want representing them in the, in the Senate. Um, so, you know, I'm simply running on a, a, my same platform as always, 
strongly conservative, pro-life, pro-gun, small, pro-small business, constitutional. And, you know, I know that all sounds rather sort of ordinary and maybe kind of dull, but it is hard to keep what is supposed to be a conservative House and Senate in that lane. They veer to the left quite often, and you, you would think with such a huge majority that we have in both houses that we would really be able to get a lot of really good legislation passed, and it's really a challenge. And I am one of the – I mean, there is just a handful of conservative women, I mean, honestly, probably less than four in the Ohio House. And I, this is a conservative state. It's a Republican state, a red state, and yet we're underrepresented. So, you know, going to, you're right about the Senate. The Senate is more liberal. Um, and uh, I'm not afraid. You know, I'm, I'm unafraid. I have a lot of – I've been through a lot. And, uh, you know, the media, of course, is just an extension of the Democrat Party. Yes. So I, I tend to ignore, you know, media requests frequently. We're called constantly by CNN, MSNBC, <sighs> You know, everybody calls me all the time, but I stay totally focused on the voters here locally, and that has really worked for me. Right. And so your um, uh, district is uh, right now is 53, and that's largely or exclusively Butler County. Is that right? Yeah, it's the left side of Butler County and uh, about 65 percent Republican. So, you know, the race is really the primary. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I love the voters. I love the meeting with constituents is my favorite thing. I don't hang around Columbus. I don't go to the the bars and restaurants on Cap Square and hang out with lobbyists. In fact, I can't name a lobbyist. If anybody asks me, I don't. <laughs> that is, that's not my people. Uh, my people are here. And that's the part I love about the legislature the most. So it t- describe the uh, area that encompasses District 4 for the Senate which you're running for? Uh, the Senate is all of Butler County. So Butler County has about 380,000 people. This is a, uh, there's a lot of farmers here, but there we also have a lot of industry and a lot of manufacturing. And um, and it's a very churchy area. Uh, I love it here. I absolutely love my district. Um, there's a, a lot of uh, events I go to for, you know, a lot of ribbon cuttings. There's a, we're big on education. So, um, I love my district. It's totally middle America. This is flyover country. We're the people who elected Donald Trump. And actually, this is a very politically active area. So it's pretty fun here. Yeah. So in case you're just joining us, folks, we're talking with Ohio Representative Republican Candace Keller, um, who is a member of the Ohio House of Representatives representing District 53 right now. She's also running for the Ohio Senate District 4. So um, the big race, since you're in largely a Republican area, would be the upcoming primary, and that's on March 17th, correct? That is correct. I'm hoping everybody's registered to vote, and then they go, need to go out and vote. Yes, and there is early voting for the primary, correct? Yeah, you can start to vote on February 18th, and so, you know, tomorrow's February 1st, so it's not that far away. Okay, okay. So um, now tell us about the issues. I mentioned some of them, but, in, of course, you were a co-sponsor of the Heartbeat Bill, which is a fabulous, fabulous situation that finally got that it finally got passed last April. So tell us mm-hmm. about some of your recent bills. <clears throat> I know that you've been involved with Stand Your Ground. Tell us about that. 
We just introduced a senior ground form. Well, we introduced senior ground several months ago, but we did our first hearing yesterday. And so that has been a great experience. Uh, my husband is a big game hunter, and of course, my whole family, we all carry. So, uh, you know, the Second Amendment is so important, of course, to the people of Ohio and really of this nation. And, of course, it's a hot issue, a very hot issue. Um, you know, and according to the founders, it, it was such a, an important issue that it's placed in a very prominent place in our, in our uh, amendments. It's the Second Amendment. And really, it's the amendment by which all other amendments are going to be enforced at some point. So we introduced Stand Your Ground yesterday. We were all ready for opposition, which, of course, we had pretty, some pretty uh, stiff questioning. Um, and so, But we've had extraordinary support. Uh, there are 36 states that have Stand Your Ground in some form already laws passed. And um, studies show that in states that have, you know, uh, that don't retreat, don't have duty to retreat, that crime, that crime does drop in those areas so we've got you know statistics statistics and science behind us and we have the people behind us and i feel like we possibly may be able to get this through not sure what the governor's going to do but we are doing our part right i was going to say what do you think the governor's going to do i mean where's he where does he lean on this well he's in favor of red flag laws which uh red flag laws are completely unconstitutional and are a violation of a person's uh you know being thought innocent until they're proven guilty so i don't you know i don't get any indication that this governor would sign a stand your ground bill but you know you never know in politics if the public applies pressure if the people speak up we do answer to the people. We are supposed to answer to the people. Yeah. And I believe the people of Ohio want to see this bill pass. Right. Now, the other issue, and we're going to talk about this up until our break. We just have a couple minutes, but um, is the anti-sanctuary city. Now, if if there was one thing, I deal a lot with the, the social issues, homosexuality, the gender confusion issue, abortion, of course, um, and that's what I focus most of my time on. But if I could deviate over into other issues. The border and the immigration issue just drives me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. Sanctuary cities, what are people doing that they that they want to violate uh, federal law? I mean, in that way. T- tell me about this. Well, you know, it's an interesting issue. It's not one I was really familiar with until I got to the legislature and I began to notice the amount of Ohio money that was going um, to the support of people here who came here illegally. Now, when a person comes to the United States, there's a process they can go through. We are a nation of immigrants. Exactly. We yeah. Legal immigrants. Right. Um, but when they choose to come in illegally, the moment they arrive, they have just committed their first crime. Right. By not going through proper process. When they commit an, another crime, that is their second crime. And so, as you well know, we're spending millions, multi-millions of dollars in resources on people who are here illegally. And as I got into uh, more and more uh, information, you know, I have like a huge amount of information on this and a lot of resources. But uh, in the United States last year, over 5,000 people were killed, were in traffic fatality, were traffic fatalities in car accidents of vehicles driven by illegal aliens who have wow. come here and have not received proper training or yeah. on how to drive. And, you know, they don't want to, they want to sort of live under the radar. Mm-hmm. That's just one issue yeah. about mm-hmm. uh, people here. Now, yeah. this governor's 
a Christmas Day proclamation or whatever it was that refugees are welcome here. Refugees are different from illegal aliens. Exactly. But exactly. by the same token, there is an estimated about 1,500 uh, refugees here. Okay. We're, we're gonna, is, I, hang on, hang on. We're going to have to stop there for our break. We'll pick this up okay. when we come back. We're talking with Representative Candace Keller, who is now representing District 53 in Ohio, running for Senate District 4. Make sure you're voting in the primary, folks. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We'll be right back after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. It's an election season. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but I hope all of you in Ohio are planning to vote in the Ohio primary March 17th or uh, uh, um, early voting starting February 18th. And make sure because there are tons of local issues and state issues that are very critical. And one of them is right before us today. We're talking with Representative Candace Keller, who represents District 53, which is Butler County in Ohio, but she is running for Ohio District 4. And in the primary, you've got a very conservative person. We're talking with Candace right now versus some not-so-conservative people. So this is very important, folks. So to pick up where we were talking on before, before the break, uh, Candace, um, you know, the sanctuary city issue, we're telling, uh, you were talking about the governor's proclamation welcoming refugees. Repeat what you said and let's go from there. Well, I said, you know, refugees are different from uh, illegal aliens. They are, have literally come here out of fear of something going on in their own countries. And of course, we want to welcome everyone here who is, uh, wants to come here for reasons like that. Um, what we have to be careful of, of course, is harboring criminals and that's that's the main point of the the sanctuary city bill yes okay and and where is that now what's the status of it uh we introduced it last week so we're waiting for a second hearing on it and we'll wait and see if it if that bill moves but it's a very very popular bill and ohioans want to see it take place now i have heard discussion that there may be a bill introduced similar to the one underway right now in south dakota to ban uh, medications and surgery that mutilate, frankly, minor children for the purposes of so-called gender change. Now, if that bill comes up, uh, would you be willing to support a bill like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that you know, we're, our children are our greatest, greatest asset in Ohio. And, you know, we're all about protecting and preserving the innocence of our children. So, I don't. I've not heard that a bill like that is moving in Ohio, but I, I would certainly get on board with something like that. Great, great. Um, well, I want to go backtrack just a little bit before I want to talk to you about the Ed Choice uh, situation. But let's go back um, six, uh, six or eight months ago. The shootings in Dayton and El Paso prompted this incredible reaction to something you posted as your your thoughts about it on Facebook. So tell us about that, because you, you achieved national prominence because of this, mm-hmm. uh, what at first was a lot, of course, their usual badgering, but I think it often turns out to be a good thing. So tell us your thoughts about that. Uh, it's interesting that you would say that. We're, uh, we were just looking over some records from last year, and that was... Uh, that was a challenging time for me. I, I couldn't understand the outrage over my um, 
you know, desire to t- have people take a look at the causal effect of why we continue to see these shootings. Because those of us who live here close to Dayton were quite devastated by that incident. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was the shooter's fault. We all know that's true. And then, and then, of course, the drive-by media, they are just an extension of the Democrat Party. So they attacked me. But that, that doesn't matter. I don't care what they say. Um, we need to look at why, you know, we are continuing to see these violent things happen. And I wanted people to begin to think about what are what can we do to not wake up tomorrow and have another incident like this right. happen in our communities. And, uh, you know, at the pregnancy center, I constantly hear about the breakdown of the American family, about fatherlessness, about violent video games and about the things that are continuing to contribute um, again to the the ruining of the innocence of our children you know I, I whoever who of us ever thought that we would have a time in history where we literally our young people are are completely imploding they are on the precipice almost of mental illness due to the breakdown of the american family and that was my point in posting it that post was never taken down it is still there right this minute i am not afraid of the media i'm not afraid of anybody I want the truth to be put out there, and I want the nation, Ohio, my district, to think, what can we do to not blame an inanimate object like a gun? A gun is just a gun. A gun doesn't kill people. People kill people. Mm -hmm. What can we do to help ourselves not be be this violent from now on? Exactly, exactly. Totally agree with you there. so uh, then ba- going in another direction, you've been working down at the Ohio State House on something called Ed Choice, and I know that's really much, uh, very much in the news right now. So tell us what's, what that bill is and what, what's going on there. Ed Choice is a voucher program that gives um, students the option to go to private school if they choose to live, if they choose to, and if they live in a failing school district. And um of Ohio students attend public school. Only 30% want to be there. And so this has turned out to be a good program about choice, but the program has been expanded. um, And now the public schools feel very threatened financially. So it's been this week. In fact, I got home at one o'clock in the morning last night. We 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 were in session yesterday. I was there 14 hours. We're trying to get it settled. It's a challenging issue. We're trying to do what's best for the students in Ohio, and, and it's still it's still in, in the making. Okay. Okay. Well, we can lift that up to uh, for everybody to pray about. So tell me some other things. You're working on a pro-life bills as well, life at conception. We've only got a couple minutes, by the way, so let's... Uh... Yeah, life at conception is just a personhood bill. You know, as a, as a person of faith, we I believe... That life begins at conception, and uh, I actually believe that life begins at fertilization. So, I, but that doesn't sound like a very exciting name for a bill, does it? Life <laughs> for fertilization, right? Um, you know, we just believe that God honors all life from the very beginning. And uh, you know, it's funny when I when I introduced this bill. Uh, you know, of course, Cleveland Right to Life and Cincinnati Right to Life. Everybody got on board with it, and but but they did say, you know, like this is never going to pass. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that's what they said about heartbeat bill, and we did that. Mm-hmm. So I'm optimistic that uh, we'll continue to push. If it takes nine years, like it did with heartbeat, we'll pull it off. Well, that's that's great. We love to hear that kind of determination because we know that our opponents on the other side have have done this forever. They're so determined and single-minded. If only our side could unite and always be that and keep working on this. Do you agree with that? 
Oh, I do. I do. It's going to, this isn't, this is a revolution. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a revolution. And I told my husband, when you're invited to a revolution, you don't wait for an invitation. You're just in it. Yes. And, okay. and I know, I know this because I get a lot of literature from Planned Parenthood here at my house. They know they're losing. We are winning and they are losing yep. and we are going to prevail and we will overturn Roe. Oh, praise God for that. Uh, Candace Keller, uh, Ohio Republican uh, District Representative from District 53, uh, Butler County, and running for election to the Ohio Senate to represent Ohio Senate District 4. In 10 seconds, what would you like to say? Please register to vote, and I'm calling on the church and Christians, you know, in my district in Butler County. Please vote for me. I am resolute about moving forward with the things that matter to the people of God. That's my main agenda. And also, folks, if you have an extra few dollars, I'm sure she would accept a contribution to this campaign. Friends, just remember, keep on top of these things and get involved. Remember, remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.